Bridget. Oh, Miss Bridget. Okay, Brittany. Okay. Okay. And a kidney. Okay, that's, so that's Brittany better. needs supernatural recovery. Okay. All right, so we got to cover Miss Brittany. Okay, okay. Monday. Oh, good Lord. Okay. So 6.50 in the evening? No. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Yes, normally normally check in for big surgeries like that is at like 5 o'clock in the morning. Yeah. Yeah, that's very normal. Very normal. Very, 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 very normal. All right, so her surgery is on Monday. And... Uh, of course, we're agree. You know, of course, we're standing in agreement and believing that she'll have a smooth, easy surgery, that everything will go better than expected, and that her recovery, her recovery will be supernatural with no infections. You know, when she had her back done, you remember we had we were lifting her up in prayer for that infection in the surgical site, um, and then she ended up on all the antibiotics, and of course, God brought her through. Thank God, but we we're definitely standing for no infection this time whatsoever. You holding on these for next year? Yes, just leave me alone. <laughs> I got I got papers I got papers everywhere. Probably, no. probably. No, but uh, we are full of it today. And uh, so so we'll lift them up and then we'll dive right into the Book of Revelations. And uh, glory to God, God's doing great and wonderful things. Where's that? Thank you, Father. Well, he'll get here. It'll be all right. Because he was pointing at me. I'm like, is he behind me? He's, he's, he's on his way. I'm trying to turn my volume down. All right. So uh, let's pray for Brittany. How is Crystal doing? She's been on my heart lately. She's the one. She's your co the co-worker that Brittany's. Brittany. Bridget's co-worker that we're, that we're standing in agreement with over uh, uh, intestinal cancer. Nothing new. Right. Yes. Praise God. Praise well, God. the other two, the last two are going to be are, are gone next time they check it. Thank you, Father. And then uh, Mike Green, um, you know, we prayed for him. He had uh, cancer in the prostate, and uh, they got in there and cleared, got all that taken care of. And then all of his numbers came down. Yeah, I saw today that he was having a PET scan today. So uh, the scan's already done. So we're just thanking God that for a continued good report because that's what we've been praying. That's what we prayed for in the past was a good report. So we'll just continue to thank God that that's continuing. And then Miss Liv, you know, you guys know her testimony from Sunday. And she didn't ask me this, but I'm bringing it up anyways. Um, uh, she called me last night. She called me last night. And she was in the hospital again. Again. For the third time in like three or four times. Yeah. Yeah. So she's, so anyways, so, um, 
she ended up getting sick and throwing up, and she actually threw up a little bit of blood. It was throwing up blood last night. So they had her back at the hospital. They got her to stop throwing up, but now they're going to send her to GI and check and make sure. And, and, again, this could be, you know, there could have been something they missed from the 30-foot fall. We don't know. It could be from the stomach irritation uh, and now having to take pain medicine on top of it. Um, but we know the great physician. Amen. We know the great physician. So just continue to stand with us in agreement that Ms. Liv is completely and totally healed with no adverse um, issues from the fall or anything else. Ms. Bridget. Yes. Good. Okay. Still, still believing for that situation there. Okay. Okay. Will. I'm telling you, y'all need to be in intercession for the Weaver family that they get it right with God. I'm telling you, we need to be interceding Amen. for this family. Come on. This is not good. Okay. All right. Well, praise the Lord. We know the great physician in that situation, too. But seriously, we need the Weaver family to get a revelation of how much they need Jesus. Glory to God. Well, let's lift these families up in prayer. Father, we come to you in the mighty name of Jesus. Father, we thank you. Oh, we magnify you. We praise you, Father. Father, your word tells us that we can enter into your courts with thanksgiving and into your throne room with praise. And so, Father, we take the time, we take the minute just to give you glory and honor. Father, we cry out, oh, Hyundai. Now, y'all pray with me. Don't just listen. Be in prayer. Open your mouths and pray. Come on. Father, we just praise you and we honor you. We glorify you. Father, we magnify you. We thank you for your goodness. We thank you for your love. We thank you for your mercy, Father God. Father, we just glorify you. Father, we just thank you, Father God. Father, we praise you and we honor you. Father, we give you praise. We give you glory. We give you honor. We thank you. Father, we cry, Abba, 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 Father. Father, we just glorify you. We thank you for everything that you've done and everything that you are doing. We thank you for everything that you will do, for you give us the victory. Now, Father, you know the situation with, the, with Miss Brittany. Father, you know that her kidneys are infected, Father, especially one, I believe, over the other. But, Father, you know the situation with her kidneys. Father, you know that there's been a drain put in and that, there, and that sepsis is trying to get a hold of her body. And we speak to that infection and we command it to release and let go Brittany's body right now in Jesus' mighty name. Father, we declare and decree and we receive uh, by faith the healing power of God for Brittany, Father God. Father, we just thank you that your healing power is working in her body from the top of her head to the soles of her feet. And that she come through this with a testimony that she did not die, but she lived and she'll declare the wonderful works of God. Father, we thank you for Miss Sandy. 
Father, we thank you. Oh, we thank you that you brought her through her back surgery. Father, we thank you that you brought her through the flu recently or virus, whatever it was that attacked her body. Father, we thank you that you're sustaining her through the, through the shifts and changes of life. Because her husband David went home, you, and you're, you're preventing that spirit of grief from grabbing her. And, Father, we're so thankful for your goodness. But, Father, on Monday, she's going in to have surgery done on her hips, which should help with the swelling and help with the pain and help with her, her motor function, Father God. And so, Father, we just ask that you give her peace that passes all understanding. And that you be in that surgical room with the physicians guiding their hands, with the anesthesiologist and every person associated with the surgery. That you cause everything to go miraculously, smoothly, and easily. That the surgery goes better than anyone could have asked or hoped. And that her, that her recovery is quick and speedy with zero infection in Jesus' mighty name. Now, Father, we continue to lift Crystal up to you, and we stand and put you in remembrance that we have commanded. We put Satan in, in remembrance that, Satan, we have commanded you to release her and let her go, and that every cell of cancer in her body must die in Jesus' mighty name. And, Father, we put you in remembrance that the same is for Mike Green, that every cancerous cell in his body must die in Jesus' mighty name. Now, Father, we speak to Brad Weaver's foot, and we command every infectious cell to die and for the healing power of God to penetrate into his foot and that his foot be completely healed and whole and restored back to the original design. And, Father, we thank you because we know that that's going to require a creative miracle from heaven. And, Father, we just ask that you speak to Brad and you speak to Leanne and you speak to the entire Weaver family. And, Father, that you draw their hearts back to you because, Father, they're sitting in great darkness and Satan is eating their lunch. And so, Father, we speak to that spirit and we command you to release and let go of this family. You release and let go of Brianna's heart. And, Father, you, that her heart from this day forward beats to the rhythm of life. And, Father, we speak to little Will's mind. And, Father, whatever has caused an obstruction in the mind that's causing headaches and anger outbursts and, and vomiting and whatever that obstruction is caused by that concussion, Father, that it be reversed. And it is reversed right now in Jesus' mighty name. And the healing power of God goes into him. Now, Father, as we approach your word tonight, we ask, oh, Lord, we ask that you give us supernatural wisdom, revelation, and knowledge. And, Father, take us into a deeper understanding of you in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. My, Father, speak, think through mine and Michael's mind. Speak through our lips the very oracles of God. Father, that we may speak that which needs to be spoken to the hearts of the people. Father, cause them to have an ear to hear and an eye to see and a heart to receive upon the good ground of the Spirit. And, Father, we give you all the glory and all the honor in Jesus' mighty name. Amen and amen. amen. Let's do our Wednesday night confession. Now, we don't confess anything for God's benefit. We confess everything that we confess is for our benefit. Faith comes, Romans 10, 17 says that faith comes by hearing and hearing the spirit, the spirit spoken word by the spirit. Amen. Okay. So, uh, you know, so the more you hear yourself, 
speak the truth of God, the more you're, you're, the more you're going to respond to it, the more it's going to become a reality in your life. And so when, you, when we confess, it's not doing anything for God. It's putting us in faith and keeping us in faith. So let's do this together. Ready? One, two, three. This, this is, is my Bible. Bible. It, it is, is always true and the final authority. My Bible is God talking to me. I, I meditate, read this word well, read this day word and night. I meditate on this, this word, word day and, and night. night. This word is rooted and grounded in my heart. This word feeds and grows my spirit. Therefore, my flesh does not control me. I walk according to the Spirit. I am the child of God. I have the mind of Christ. God's thoughts are my thoughts. God's words are my words. God's actions are my actions. I am a doer of the word. Praise God. And all I can say is that's, the, that's exactly why my stepdad figured out she'll never be a drummer. He tried to see, because drummers have to do, you know, one thing with this hand and one thing with this foot and something different with this foot and something different with this foot. And I could do it. Because he, he said, he said can, you do, can you do this? And I said, yeah, I can do this. He said, can you do it with the other hand? And I said, yeah, I can do it. It just takes a minute. He said, good. He said, he said, can you tap your toe at the same time? Sure, I can. He said, man, you can do it. You can play the drums. But I tell you what, the second anybody gets the slightest bit off, I'm going with them. And he said, nope, never mind, she ain't doing it. That's why I can get the church started on the clapping, but I got to stop because the second somebody gets off time, we're going that direction. Right. We're going that way. That's just the way it is. All right, so let's hit Revelation chapter 13. Revelation chapter 13. Oh, my goodness. I don't even have any. All right, well, I don't need that tonight. You don't have any notes, do you? I don't have any notes in there. Nope, I don't. We're just doing it by the Spirit. Glory to God. Thank you, Jesus. Well, as we've been going through Revelation, now go back to Revelation chapter 1. I want you to see something real quick. Oh, Come on. We're not doing a recap. We're not doing a recap. I promise we'll get through Revelation 13 tonight. But go to Revelation chapter 1. Listen, be sensitive to the Holy Ghost. Be sensitive now. Be sensitive. All right. Well, that's first John. That's not where I need to be. Revelation. Revelation. It starts Gotta with Got to get R. to June. Revelations chapter 1. All right. Uh-huh. Go to verse 3. Right. Go to verse 3. Revelations, John, or Revelation, the revelation of... It's going to be an interesting thing. The revelation <laughs> of St. John uh, about Jesus Christ. Uh, and look at what John, through the Holy Spirit, says in verse 3. What does he say here? <clears throat> Go ahead. Y'all good. Want. Keep reading it. Come yeah, on. Y'all are doing good. Come Go on, ahead. read it. <laughs> it is he that readeth and they that hear the words, this prophecy, and keep those things which are written therein. For the time is at hand. So and, when is and I only read it for the recording. That's right. <laughs> right. So the time, what time is at hand? The time of the book of Revelation. So, and we know that through prophecy, prophecy talks about things that have happened in the past, things that are happening currently, and things that are to come. And we've seen that in the book of Revelation. But it says, but here's why we read this book. Number we're one. Blessed. 
This is number one. If we'll read it, that means that we're blessed. That word blessed goes back to, we spell it B-L-E-S-S-E-D. Years ago in the Old Testament, they used to spell it B-L-E-S-T, which actually go, which is actually a root of blood. So when you, when you are blessed, your blessings are rooted in the blood of Christ. Blessed, when you're blessed, you're rooted. And that word blessed means to be, there he is again, hiding out down here. Listen, these little dinos have been haunting me since camp. <laughs> they've been haunting. They've been haunting me since. Anyways, to be blessed means to be fortunate, to be happy, to be prosperous. So we're gonna. And prosperous does not just mean money in the bank account. Right. Prosperous means that you will have all supply, all sufficiency in every area of life. That includes your finances, that includes your physical health, that includes your spiritual well-being, that includes your mental well-being and all of that. That includes your job. Your social life. In every area, you're going to be encouraged. So he said, if you will read the book of Revelation, you will be blessed. Which means, should the book of Revelation scare you? No. Why? Because we win. We win. Now, if now, you're out there in the world and you're without Jesus, this book should terrify you. Now, if you're out there in the world, you should be terrified. It doesn't end there, though, because that, that's only the first part of the thought, because there's a comma there. Right. It says, blessed is he that readeth, and they that hear the words of this prophecy, and keep those things which are written therein, which means follow the, the word that's in there. Right. But notice he said, and that they hear the words of the prophecy. In order to actually hear prophecy correctly, you have to hear it from your spirit man. You have to hear it from your spirit man. Why? Because this book is about spiritual things. If you read this book strictly from a natural standpoint, man, you're going to have all kinds of crazy beasts coming out of the ground. They're going to be stinging you with their tails. They're going to be biting onto you. They're going to do all kinds of things. And, and that's from a natural standpoint. Huh? Yeah, that's when you go back to Ethan. Right. So, no, we need to hear it from a spiritual state, a spiritual mindset. And so if we will have a spiritual ear to hear what God is saying from heaven, then we'll be blessed. He said, and keep those things which are written therein. He said, in other words, as you're seeing these things that are written in this book begin to play out, uh, hold on to them. Why? Because all through the Gospels and all through the New Testaments, we're told to watch and pray. We're told that as we see the day of Christ coming, that we're not to forsake the assembling of ourselves, that we're to watch, that we're to pray, that we're to spend much time in prayer, we're to spend much time living for Jesus, doing things right, that we're we're, honestly, it tells us multiple times repeatedly through the Gospels, uh, and through the epistles, we're told repeatedly to be on the lookout for false teachers and false prophets and false Jesuses. Now, what is a false Jesus? See, I had a hard time with this when I first came into the body of Christ and I was reading that because my mentality, it's amazing the things that you will come up with in your own head. I, once upon a time, I thought there was only one person in the world that was ever named Jesus. And then, I, and so when I found out that there were other people in the world named Jesus, I thought, 
Well, that's a problem. And then you met Jesus. <laughs> yeah, it's Jesus Christ of Nazareth. There's actually even other Jesuses in the Bible, believe it or not, because it's a very common name in that culture. Yes. Yes, there is. Yes. <laughs> they usually by go name, by, other, by, name by their anyway. middle name or something, by but name. there are other Jesuses in the Bible. Uh, it's, it's, it's crazy, right? So it's kind of like, and, and here's the deal. You've got, a, you've got different, how much do you know if you see Jesus written in Spanish, what is it? Jesus. Jesus right? Uh, how much do you know? So Jesus is actually uh, the English interpretation of uh, Yahweh, uh, which is actually uh, Greek or Hebrew. No, that's the Greek one. No, it's Hebrew. 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 I got to get it right. Hebrew. Yeshua. Yeshua. Okay? So, so when you move into other languages, they're said differently, but it's the same. So you have to hear this thing from the Spirit. And so, when, so this false Jesus, uh, Jesus said that there will be many that will come in my name, or there will be false Christ that will come, and they'll even do signs, wonders, and miracles. So how do you not be deceived? You line everything up. Listen, so many people are like, you be led by the Spirit. No. You line everything up to the Word of God. You line everything up. If whatever your leading is in your spirit, if it doesn't agree with the Word of God, you got the wrong spirit going on. You're being deceived. Uh, so we have to be very careful. And really what we're going to talk about in Revelations chapter 13, uh, there's going to be two people that are going to arise. Out of the people, there's going to be two different people that are going to arise at this point um, that the world is going to think is Jesus the Messiah. And it's actually uh, a demonic spirit operating through a person. So let's get to Revelation chapter 13. Uh huh. And uh, let's pay attention. Now, for backup, for those that haven't heard this before, at this point in the, in the scriptures, we're talking about the time period of the church, got, the church is going to get called away. Uh, Jesus, you know, we say, oh, we can't wait for the return of Christ, and that causes a lot of confusion for people. Uh, Jesus is not coming back to the earth first. What's happening is there will be what's called a catching away or a calling away of the church. That's what we refer to as the rapture. And I talked about this. I've talked about how the word rapture is not in the Bible. And you're 100%, at least not in the American in English Bible. It's not even in the Greek Bible. Uh, the word rapture comes out of the Latin. So the Old Testament was written in Hebrew. The New Testament was written in Greek. Then the Greek Testament was translated into Latin. And the Latin translation what was, is what was used for hundreds of years because that was the primary language of that time. And in that, in, so when it's translated into Latin, where it says the calling away of the church, where it says that God's going to call us up into the clouds, uh, you see this over there in um, Corinthians 15, 1 Corinthians 15. Uh, down there towards the end of the chapter, you see where it talks about that we're all going to be called up, called away. In the Latin translation, that's where they get the word rapture from. So, and it means to be really what, what, it, what that draws a picture of is literally being taken out by force. 
So when, when uh, it's time for the church to be called away, the angels, we've seen this in the scriptures already. You have to go back and listen to the other sermons, uh, that the angels, that your name is called out in heaven, and the angels are sent for you. Much like, remember Sodom and Gomorrah? Remember the two angels were sent to get Lot? And they said, no, no, we can't, we can't go. And they said, oh, no, you're gone because um, the penalty of the sin is fixing to fall. And remember the angels, uh, remember they, they came to uh, Sodom and Gomorrah um, in the appearance of men. And the homosexuality was so thick, um, which there's demonic spirits that, that are behind that. The, the, uh, the power of those demonic spirits were so thick that the men in that, in that city where Lot was said uh, they were trying to beat down the door and grab the two men that were the angels so that they could actually rape them and have their way with them. And Lot, knowing that they were the angels of God and trying to protect God's angels, said, no, 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 here's my virgin daughter, take her. And they all said, no, we don't want the woman, we want the man. And these were the men. So this was very, you know... And uh, when it came down to it, when it came time for them to leave, remember the angels grabbed Lot and grabbed his wife and said, come and don't look back. And they grabbed them and they rushed them out of the city. That's very much so, that's a type and a shadow of the calling away of the church. The Bible says that in the blink of an eye, it'll, it'll go just like that. In the blink of an eye, there'll be two in the bed, one will go, one will stay. There'll be two in the field, one will go, one will stay. There'll be two on the couch, one will go, one will stay. It's, it's going to be just, just that quick when, when the call goes. But here's the deal. Those that are living right, those that are following God, those that are sensitive to the Spirit, they're gonna, we're going to know in our spirit. We won't know the exact day or the exact hour, but we'll know that we're close. You know, growing up through all the years, all my years in life, and, you know, I grew up in the church, and we were out of the church for 12 years, and then we're back in, and praise God, thank you, Jesus, for your mercy. But all through my life, I kept hearing people say, oh, Jesus is coming, Jesus is coming, the church is getting called away. And, there, and, and, and it was like one person here and one person there. It was like a little sprinkling. And then remember when um, 2020 came around, and it was the Mayan calendar, and the Mayan calendar was ending, and we were all going out of here. And I'm working with you, and I'm like, listen, we're not going out of here. There's no, we're not going out of here. But now, if you talk to most believers now that are sensitive to the Spirit, most believers now will tell you we're almost out of time. Most believers will say, I don't know when it's coming, but I really, I sense in my spirit we're right here at it. And the closer we get... The, more, the, the stronger that's going to get. And the closer we get, the bigger move of God that we're going to see and we're going to have. But even though we're going to have this huge move of God, Satan is also moving on the earth because he's going to get his seven years of free. He's going to get three and a half years of... Uh, uh, he, he's going to have seven years where he's going to have almost total freedom. And in that seven years, the first half, they're going to be warring in heaven. The second half, they're going to be after the earth. Uh, like they've never been because they're coming because they know their time is short. So when we pick up and we were talking about, so in chapter 12, so prior to chapter 12, we talked about what the world was going to encounter as the church was called out of here. 
We talked about um, we talked we talked about the seven seals. We trumpet. talked about the seven seals. We talked about uh, the the earth was going to shake. There was going to be earthquakes. There's going to be volcanoes. There's going to be fires. Uh, there's probably going to be the Bible talks about uh, fire from the sky. Those are probably meteor showers, or it could be um, it could be volcanic eruptions falling out of the sky. It's not real clear. Uh, but the world is going to be in tribulation. And then we talked about how in chapter 11 and 12, how Israel, the nation of Israel, was going to have it even worse. Uh, why? Because the nation of Israel is God's chosen nation, and, they, uh, and God owes them seven years of Old Testament time. Okay? So God's going to give them seven years of Old Testament time, and things are lining up for that Old Testament time. Now, before we read chapter 13, let me make something very, very clear. Just like we can read the book of Revelations, so can those that serve Satan. They can read, they can read the book of Revelations. And just like we can say, okay, this is what's supposed to happen, so can they. And many people are, go, are being influenced to try to make this thing happen before it's time. So let me be very clear. Everything is in God's timing. Everything is in God's timing. And nothing's going to happen before God's timing. Okay? But at the same time, the stage has to be set. You can't, the God can't call the, the church out of here and then all of these things that need to happen then start being prepared and being brought into existence. So we're seeing a lot of things lining up. To be ready, this is another reason why we can look at the situation and go, man, it's getting close. One of the things that's going to happen is uh, they're going to start back with the animal sacrifices to, cl to cleanse people of their sins. Uh, and they're already, the Temple Mount is already being prepared. This, they've already got in all of the museums, they already have all of the sacrificial utensils and bowls. and It's all there. The only thing that they don't have yet is they don't have the unblemished red heifers. However, there is a, there's actually a group, a farming group here in America that are in the process of breeding unblemished red heifers, and they're already contracted to get them to Israel. But see, they can't just, it's not just a matter of getting them to Israel, because once they get to Israel, they still have to breed and they still have to make babies. So we're close, but we're not there yet. You understand this? Yes. And, uh, it, and, it, and it takes time to set these things in motion. Yes. I mean, if, if you consider that, that, let's say the end times, that, that the calling away is going to be sometime in the next 10 years. That means that the person that's going to be the Antichrist has already been born. He's already on the earth. Well, we talked about that last week. He's, and that's he's, a hard habit he's, to break. He's probably already in political office. Maybe, maybe not. Maybe, maybe not. Hard to know. And here's the deal. A lot of people try to make, we were reading, you were reading recently, because uh, we're going to get to see the end of this chapter, um, and some people thought Adolf Hitler. Some people thought Barack Obama. Some people thought no, President Napoleon, Bush. Yes. Some people thought Donald Trump. Some people thought um, Hillary Clinton. Hillary Clinton. <laughs> some people thought the Prince Williams that he's now. Uh, some people thought... Listen, they, all through the ages and all through the times, they sat there and calculated their names and said, oh, their name adds up to 666, they're the one. 
Not necessarily. Let's read chapter 13 and find out exactly what the qualifications are. All right. We're so ready chapter now? 13, verse 1. Well, you've got to bring people up to I speed. I know. I know. That's fine. All right. Chapter 13, verse 1. And I stood upon the sand of the sea and saw a beast rise up out of the sea. All right. We've got to stop right here. Now, understand that John is in the spirit realm. He's looking at things from the spirit standpoint. Okay, he's in the spirit realm. And he's standing on the sand of the sea. What he's talking about is he's looking out across all of humanity. He's looking, anytime you see seas, especially when dealing with prophecy. Or sand. Sea or sand. Anytime you're dealing with prophecy and it brings up waters or seas of waters, uh, it's talking about the people. The people. I'll give you this example. Kenneth E. Hagen in the 1970s, actually I think he had had it earlier and then he saw it again in the 1970s, he saw a vision and out of the ocean, it looked like we're on the Atlantic side, is that correct? We're on the Atlantic side, he said coming up out of the the Atlantic Ocean, he saw three gigantic, about the size of whales, very dark creatures, coming out of the sea, out of the Atlantic Ocean, and jumping its way across the United States. Like a toad. Like, like frogs. They, these, these creatures were frogs. Now, does that mean, have we ever seen giant frogs come out of the ocean and jump across the nation? No. Only in the movies. Only in the movies. However, he understood that what the sea, what the sea represented was the masses of people. And coming out of the people would be a demonic influence that was going to affect the people. And it was going to, and there were three of these creatures, and these three creatures, the Lord told them, were going to affect three different areas of your nation. Uh, one was uh, riots, riots and tumults. One was political upheaval. And the third one was um, financial distresses in the nation. Well, this was in the early 70s he saw this, he saw this prior, I think in the 1950, late 50s, he saw it again in the 70s. Don't, get, don't catch me right on the details. Uh, you can read it in the triumphant church book back there. But how much you know, in the 1970s, there were riots and tumults all across our nation. Remember in the colleges, you young people won't remember this, but remember, remember in the 70s, they had all the riots. Remember, they'd bring out the fire hoses, and then on the college campuses, they had all that drama going on. Uh, how much, you know, that happened. That came to pass. That was one of those, dark, huh? Well, we had it again a few years ago, but I'm talking about there in the 70s. Then he talked about, uh, remember Watergate? How much, you know, that happened in the 70s. Was that not political upheaval in our nation? That was huge. And then in, we also had in the 70s, there was a, a downturn, a huge downturn in the economics in the 70s. Um, and again, just recently. And then again, we've had it happen again just recently. When you go back and you read that, uh, he actually talks about that in that same vision, he actually saw cities, massive cities, uh, like New York, Chicago, uh, uh, L.A., different areas, skyscrapers. He actually saw in that vision, he actually saw skyscrapers completely burned out. Like we had had war on our nation. And in that same vision, he saw men, he saw men and women in marching down the streets of our main cities in, as, off, as, a, as though they were going to war. And he saw the, women, the older women, younger women with children on the, side, on the sides 
weeping and crying and gnashing their teeth. And God said, this is America's receiving her last call. Uh, it's, you better get it right. I'm just summarizing. So, so when you see this coming out, this doesn't, so when it says, when he says, and I stood upon the, sea, the sand of the sea. So he's standing on, it says the sand of the sea. In other words, he's standing in and amongst all of the people of humanity. John is standing there, and out of humanity comes a beast. Yep. What is this beast? This beast is demonic influence. This beast is a is uh, demonic activity coming up out of the people. Um, and this word beast actually means uh, to be um, uh, ooh, and pull it for me real quick. Mm-hmm. I just drew a blank on it. This word beast actually means I had it just pulled up just a little bit. I just looked at it a little while ago. It actually means to bring destruction. It means to bring um, let me get it here. Uh, it's an animal, a, a wild animal, a wild beast. A beast, more for, metaphorically, a brutal, bestial man, savage and ferocious. So, out of humanity is going to become this. Out of out of all humanity, he sees a brutal, fierce man arise. Is what this particular definition means here. And where does it come from? It arises out of the people. Yep, out of the sea of humanity. Out of the people. So there's a whole bunch of talk and there's a whole bunch of stuff about uh, the whole AI thing that's real popular that just came out. There's all this talk about um, computers. And I, and I was in my doctor's office and I was talking to the nurse. And she said, you know, I never considered that the Antichrist could possibly be a machine. It's not going to be a machine, people. It tells us exactly what it is. It's somebody that rises up out of the people. Now, here's the deal. It's not the person. It's the spirit behind a person. It's the spirit behind maybe many people. Now, we talked about, last time we talked about the book of Revelations, that the Bible never never declares that there is a antichrist. Remember that? We talked about that the Bible always declares Satan to be Satan, uh, Lucifer, the devil. Well, actually, Lucifer was his name before he fell. It always refers to him as Satan. It always refers to him as the devil, the destroyer, uh, the serpent, the dragon, the great dragon, the deceiver, the accuser of the brothers, the father of lies. But nowhere in the Bible does the Bible ever say the Antichrist. The word Antichrist means against Christ. Uh, that's what it means. So anybody that you know that is against Christ, they are in antichrist. That doesn't mean that they're the devil himself. That just means that they are against Christ. Okay? Uh, what we're talking about here, and it's a hard habit to break because r- religious tradition has always taught us to say the antichrist. Uh, and we talked about last week how uh, in order to be the antichrist, you'd have to be exactly the polar opposite and... Satan is the polar opposite, but he still has power. He still has power. Okay? So, uh, so here it says that this beast, now notice it says, having seven heads and ten horns, and upon his horns ten crowns, and upon his heads the name of blasphemy, or the names, 
Because really it should say the names of blasphemy. So what are some names of blasphemy? Do what? Lies. Adultery. Fornication. Uh, uh, witchcraft. Lysibious horrorism. Huh? Lasciviousness. Uh, how Which much covers know? any immoral Right, drunkenness. Um, the Bible often, Jesus actually, or in the Old Testament, God actually accused the church when they were off worshiping false gods. He accused his people of being whores and, whore, and whore, uh, whores. Absolutely. <laughs> he said, you're whore. Basically, you're the whore of God. Uh, what is he saying? You're unfaithful. You're unfaithful. Uh, so here with this, this beast, now he's not talking about now. So out of, so is there going to be a baby born with seven heads? No. no. He's talking about. He's actually talking about probably nations at this point. Right. In other words, this person that's going to rise up out of the sea, he's going to have influence over seven nations. Well. He's going to have nations. I think it's ten nations with seven heads. Seven well, we, ta we talked about that, too. Having seven heads and ten horns. Remember in the Old Testament, there were seven major nations that they dealt with. And then in the New Testament, we're looking at up to ten nations. So somewhere between seven to ten nations. Or maybe there are going to be seven nations that he's going to have leadership over. And then the other three nations, he's going to have kind of, uh, he's not necessarily going to be like their president, but he's going to have head rule over them type thing. So this is types and shadows. So what we understand is that whoever this is that rises up out of the people, they're going to have influence over seven to ten nations. And when it talks about crowns, if you have a crown, uh, we, don't, we don't understand this because we have a president that doesn't have a crown. Uh, but um, how much you know, our president it holds the highest office in the land, and what he says happens. He's got all power, all authority, all rule. So this person is going to have all power, all authority, and all rule over these key nations around Israel. Around Israel. He's going to have some serious, um, he's going to have some serious power. And in that power, those countries are going to have a lot of blasphemous things going on. They're going to have a lot of pagan worship going on. They're going to have a lot of uh, witchcraft going on. They're going to have a lot of idolatry going on. They're going to have a lot of... Uh, now, remember, witchcraft uh, includes drug use. Uh, if, you're dealing, if you're dealing with drugs in any way, shape, or form, that is a form of witchcraft. Uh, they're going to have a lot of satanic worships. Human trafficking. Um, human trafficking. Things like that. There's going to be a lot going on in those nations that are against God. Very worldly nations. All right. So let's keep reading. All right. And the beast which I saw was likened to a leopard. And his feet were as the feet of a bear. And his mouth as the mouth of a lion. And the dragon gave him power and his seat and great authority. All right. So let's talk about the leopard. It says... And the feast which I saw was like unto a leopard, and his feet were that the feet of a bear. I don't know if you realized it or saw it or anything like that, but recently in front of the UN building, there was a very bizarre sculpture that was put out. And it was basically a leopard, 
um, and it had kind of like the tail of a lion, and it had big wings, and um, it's just really very, looks a had, lot like what's described here. It had sharp teeth like a lion. Yeah, it, it, and it was multicolored, it had a lot of wild colors and everything, and this is what welcomed you when you went to the U.N., uh, I don't know how much you are involved in politics, but the U.N. is basically they're ruling the nations that are part of the U.N. That's why Trump took us out of the U.N. United Nations. Basically, it's an organization of multiple nations that are all ruled by one, by one organization. Uh, it's overseas, mainly in Europe. However, that same sculpture was moved. However, that same sculpture was moved to uh, in front of the UN building in New York, and it was on display at the UN building in New York, uh, and I think they just removed it in like December or January. Um, and they, and, and of course you're like, oh, we, we, and they were getting a lot of publicity about this, about how the UN was the beast and all of that. Now, is it possible that this person is going to come through the ranks of the UN? Entirely possible. Is that guaranteed? No, because if it's one thing that I've learned about God and learned about Jesus, what we think it, how we think it's going to go down does not necessarily mean that's how it's going to go down. Right. Uh, you know, how much, you know, they thought when the Messiah came that he was coming with an army to take down Rome. And is that how Jesus came? No. Uh, so, so just because they produced this sculpture, remember I said there's a whole lot of people trying to make this happen ahead of schedule. Just because the sculpture shows up doesn't mean that the UN is the place that it's coming from. In fact, Satan, I truly believe that Satan wants you looking at the UN so that when he comes up over here, you won't even see him. That's my personal opinion. Now, I don't know that to be so, but I, I believe because he's the author of uh, Confusion. And Deception. And Deception. But I want you to notice down here at the end of this verse, and it says, and the dragon. We talked about we the dragon two weeks is. ago. Who is the dragon? Satan. Satan. So it says, and the dragon gave who? Gave. Power. Gave. The beast. The beast. Power. Yep. Okay. The dragon, Satan, gives this beast, this person, this spirit operating behind this person, he gives that spirit his power, the power. And his seat, in other words, that position of authority, this person gains that position of authority through the workings of Satan, not through the workings of God. God is not bringing the beast to, to bring persecution against his people. It's Satan that does this. How does Satan get the power to give him the seat? We, the people, give it to him. We, the people fail to hold him in bondage uh we fail to use our keys of the kingdom this is what now not everybody does this church holds him in bondage we bind satan every chance we get amen uh praise god and we're not the only church there's a lot of churches out there doing this this is why this cannot come to pass until the church is called out of here because there are churches that are standing in their authority today and until the church is called out this is going to be a continual problem for Satan. This is why none of this can come to pass until we, the church, are called out of here. Do you understand that? There's a lot of people that believe that we're in the tribulation right now. What I believe we're in right now, and I can show it to you the scriptures, is the time of sorrows. Even Jesus said we're in the time of sorrows. 
so, and, and the time of sorrows indicates a period of hardship, and tribulation is hardship. So we're in a minor tribulation, but we're not in the great tribulation. That takes place here. So notice it's the dragon that gives the beast his power. Now that word power right there is the word exosuza. Exosuza, and that means jurisdiction or authority. And his seat, uh, which means he sits in position in high positions, political positions, and great authority. That great authority right there is Deutimus, Um, and that's mountain moving power. That's like the power of God. Or do I have them backwards? Have them backwards. I have them backwards. The power is Deutimus, and and this one's uh, the authority is Exosusa. The authority is Exosusa. But my point is, is he's going to have not not only will he have not only will this beast have power like Christians can operate in, but he's also going to have the authority or the jurisdiction of to to rule and reign in that day and in that hour. All right, let's keep reading. All right, and verse 3, And I saw one of his heads, as it were, wounded to death, and his deadly wound was healed, and all the world wondered after the beast. So this is one of the seven heads. This is one of the seven heads. Some theologians believe that the reason that so many people will be deceived is because this person that comes to authority that he'll have had some type of traumatic head injury and should by all rights be dead but is brought to life some some theologians believe that is it possible sure it is but if you take into consideration that the heads represent nations then what you have is you have a nation that is that was once considered to be a basically it was a very strong powerful nation and then it basically died and now it's back to life this is very indicating of uh the roman empire this is very indicating the roman empire and right now there's a lot of things going on that's bringing the roman empire back in to uh into authority and control um so there's in other words there's going to be a nation that was once very strong, um, and it's going to come back with, with great power um, is, is a good indication. Remember, all of this is taking place around Israel, and this is God restoring them uh, seven years of Old Testament time. And who was the, for- the ruling force in the Old Testament? Romans. The Roman Empire. The Roman Empire. So this is why many, many, many people think that it's the Roman Empire. I tend to think it's the Roman Empire or at least uh, empire in that region. Because if you'll remember from the Old Testament, the Roman Empire uh, dealt with all of Europe. It dealt with uh, Palestine. It dealt with um, all, of those, all of those nations right there. It was, Rome well, it was, was all, in charge of all, all of, of that. All of all Europe. All of Europe. Rome most of Asia Minor. Yeah. And uh, about... The northern half of of Africa. Yes. Uh, so we're looking at that. It could be um, Egypt. You remember Egypt was another very strong nation, and Egypt has been Egypt has been just they've honestly been a third world reach out for for as long as I can remember. Mm-hmm. Um, so that could be another nation that rises. Mm-hmm. All right, let's keep going. So. So going back to three, we saw that uh, 
that all the world wondered after the beast at the end of three, and they worshiped the dragon which gave power unto the beast. And they worshiped the beast saying, who is like unto the beast? Who is able to make war with him? So these people, so the people of the world, the people of that region, especially that region, but including the world, they're going to bow down and worship this nation's God. That's what they're going to bow down and worship. Because remember, the church has already been called up at this point. Right. They're already gone. So, so they're gonna. They're, the church is already called up. This power, This nation has great power. And how much you know people? I mean, people in America do this today. Well, who can stand up to corporate America? They're too big of a thing. I mean, honestly, people are bowing down and laying down to the corporate America. Imagine what they're gonna do when the church is called out of here, and there's a there's this ruling force that is so huge that they can't imagine how anybody's going to overtake it, and they're just going to bow down to it because they think that's the only way they're going to survive. Right. And and, but here's the deal. They're not only going to be worshiping the person, but they're also going to be worshiping the dragon who is behind the person. Um, so they're going to be worshiping a man, and they're going to be worshiping Satan who gives the man his power. Um, this is not a good day. This is not a good place to be. And because of that worship, they're going to have the, these, the beast and the dragon are going to gain more power. All right, verse 5. And there was given unto him a mouth speaking great things and blasphemies. And power was given unto him to continue 40 and 2 months. All right, 40 and 2 months. That's three and a half years, right? Yes. So the beast is going to be, notice what it says. It says, and was given to him a mouth speaking what? Great things. And An- blasphemies. Okay. In other words, let's, let's not get to the blasphemies just yet. Let's get to the great things. This person is going to be a fantastic orator. Uh, and I'm not being mean. I'm not being ugly or anything like that. But remember when Barack Obama came on the scene? And remember he could give these wonderful speeches and everybody just flocked to him and believed everything that he promised and everything. Like you just listen to him and you just, okay? We know and we understand what causes that, okay? Um, So one thing that Satan, remember, what did Satan do in the garden? He beguiled Adam and Eve with his words. Well, guess what? That ability has not changed over all of history. In fact, he's gotten better at it. He's gotten more cunning, right? He's had more time to just really impact this, to, 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 um, to perfect his orating skills. So the person that's going to be standing there speaking is not going to be the one speaking. It's the demon behind them, the beast behind them, the, spiritual, the spirit behind them, which is not Satan, But it's a high-ranking demon, and that high-ranking demon is going to orate or going to speak, and it's going to be almost like soothsaying. And it's going to be here, and people are going to hear what they want to hear, and it's going to law them into a sense of submission. And he's even going to say things and 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 he's going to speak things that are going to be against God, and people are going to eat it up. How much do you know? People are eating it up right now. How much do you know? Holy Ghost. It's not about you, honey. But thank you. Thank you. How much do you know? I grew up in the Episcopal Church. You guys know that. 
And the Episcopal Church, there is one thing about the Episcopal Church that the Episcopal Church had right about God for a long time. And it was the love of God. The love of God. The love of God. The love of God. God loves you. God loves you. God loves you. And there's no doubt that God loves every person ever created on the earth. Amen. He loves you. Despite your sin, he loves you. However, they have gotten so far into the ditch that they accept the very things that are against God. And they tell you, who are you to say that they can't love who they want to love? And they're the ones, I'm sorry, they were the ones that opened the door to all of this homosexuality, all of this transgender, all of this bisexualism in the pulpits today. Because rather than sticking with the word of God, rather than going up to them and saying, listen, you are, yes, God loves you. Yes, God respects you. know, God loves you. But what you're living in is filth. And God is not okay with it. And God wants, you to, and God wants to set you free from that very thing that holds you in bondage. Instead, they're celebrating the sin. They're celebrating devils and demons. They're putting devils and demons in the pulpit, not the people. The people, listen to me carefully. I'm not calling the people devils and demons. What I'm telling you is there are demons attached to and living inside of these people. And they're embracing them. And they're taking them into deeper bondage rather than setting them free. And the world has said, we love everybody. Yes, I love you, but I love you enough to tell you that if you don't get set free, you're headed to hell. And we're here to set you free. If you've got a demon controlling your life, if you've got a demon controlling your mind, if you've got a demon speaking through, speaking to you and speaking through you, if you've got a demon driving you to do things that you know are wrong, Oh, Lord Jesus, come in the house and let us get you set free. Well, true. and you Come may, in the house and let us get you set free. And, and you may not even realize you have this going on. You just, Absolutely. A lot of people think, oh, I'm just a bad person because occasionally they do something wrong. But it may no. be the influence of a demon. No. Listen. Absolutely. Absolutely. In fact, most people are not demon-possessed. Most people are severely demon oppressed which means there's demons living on the inside of them well i'm a christian i can't have a demon that's false that's false i used to think that i used to think i used to think well you're born again spirit-filled tongue-talking christian yeah you used to serve the devil but now you're set free and then i had a man come in my church this church not my church lord jesus's church come in this church and he said listen i used to be an addict but i'm born again spirit-filled tongue-talking I've been to his house. He said, come in the church. And he said, if I need to be delivered, I'm open to it. And I said, no, brother, you're fine. You're spirit-filled. you got the power of God. You're good. And he said, okay, but I'm just letting you know. Why? Because he knew something wasn't right on the inside. But see, I didn't have the Spirit of God. The Spirit of God didn't prompt me. Several weeks later, I was praying over his fiance. And I called him up and I said, come stand next to her just so she has a little peace because she's comfortable with you. And just prayed for peace for her. And then all of a sudden, the Holy Spirit prompted me to lay my hand on him and break the spirit of addiction off of him. And when I did, that demon inside of him hauled off and hit me in the arm. Now, I didn't feel anything because of the protection of God. I didn't feel anything. The worst I felt was this right here. That's the worst I felt. I found out later it was loud. In fact, a couple people came up to me and said, a couple people came up to me and said, hey, 
that demon hit you. Are you? That, he hit you, and it hit hard. Are you okay? And I said, well, I didn't feel nothing but a brush. They said, man, it was loud. It was loud. So I cast that demon out, and he went to the floor. He went, got set free. The demon left. He got up, gave me the biggest hug in the world. Said, I'm free, I'm free, I'm free. Oh, thank God, I'm free. Called me. I called him the next day to check on him, make sure everything was good. And he said, man, he said, pastor, he said, let me tell you what. He said, I know that demon's gone, and I'm set free. He said, but I feel like a caged animal trying to get out of its cage. He said, I know it's just my flesh, but the anointing had never lifted. So I said, oh, okay. And I thought, oh, okay, okay, okay. I said, well, why don't you meet us at the church here in a couple of hours? And I tried to get a hold of Brother Randy. He was in the air or something. I don't know. I, 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 he flies. He's a pilot. That's what I meant. That's what I meant with he was in the air. And uh, couldn't get a hold of him. And so the Lord took me to the scripture, and I thought, well, I just didn't pray for him to be healed. That's all that it is. And so I sat down, showed him some scriptures, what have you. So we're going to pray. And as I went to pray for him and commanded healing to him, that thing started, not him, the demon in him started growling. And I thought, oh, Lord, here we go. Not, we're not talking about casting out demons tonight. Apparently, we are a little bit. But in either case, anyways... Long story short, sometimes you've got to find out how many's in there. So I asked that demon, I said, how many of you are in there? And that demon, now this is a spirit-filled, tongue-talking Christian, born again, headed for heaven Christian. And that demon spoke through, grabbed a hold of his vocal cords and spoke through him and said, there's 18 of us in here. I thought, oh, Lord Jesus. Oh, Lord Jesus. Well, we just stayed at it and got him completely set free. Praise God. Hallelujah. Sir, serving the Lord today as far as I know. Thank you, Jesus. But, so when I talk, so, when, so we have to understand that when we're talking about this beast, it's operating through a person. The person themselves are not the beast. It's the demon operating through them. Amen. Okay, and he's going to be able to orate. He's going to say things. That's what I'm talking about, blaspheming. He's going to say things that, that it's so, he's going to say things like it's okay to get high and people are going to receive it. He's going to say things like it's okay to be a homosexual, and they're going to receive it. He's going to say things like it's okay to get drunk, and they're going to receive it. He's going to say things. Abortions. Abortions, and he, they're going to receive it. He's going to say it's okay to cuss and lie and do all manner of evil, and they're going to receive it because they're going to be worshiping him and thinking that he's the Messiah. That's what, this, that's what these blasphemes are going to be. Okay? All right, let's keep going. Now, a lot of people think that 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 this is going to come up, that this Antichrist is going to come up out of somebody that's obvious. Like, I'm not going to say names. But there's a lot of names we can point to and say, oh, yeah, I could see it Somebody coming obvious out of like Hitler. Right. Well, there is weight to him being some kind of a leader. There is weight to it will be some because here's the deal. He's got to rule the nations. It's going to be some type of political and or slash and if you're a if you're a political leader, you also have control over military. But remember, Satan's the father of lies and deception. He could just as easily come from a leader that we wouldn't think. I mean, and 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 I'm going to use the name this time, but 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 I and I do not believe this, but it's just an example. Trump a lot of people thought he's he's going to be this great thing, and 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 if if he'd have been more successful, people, be people would him. be people would be just about worshiping him right yeah. now, you know. 
and and we're not so, saying that that's and I'm not saying that's the way it is at all. I'm just saying you got to be careful because you're you're not going to know until the signs become obvious. Right. And here's the deal. Yes. Yeah. It's it, and that's and that's the thing. No matter who it is, it's just a man. It's the spirit behind the person. Now, some people will ask, well, could it be multiple leaders? And it could come out of a religious leader. It, it could come out of it could, could come, come out, out of a, a military leader or a military leader. But here's the deal. The question is, is could it be multiple people that have this spirit of the beast behind it? I, I believe that right now we're seeing a lot of demonic spirits in political offices. But, A, the church hasn't been called out. And if you go back to verse 1, if you go back to verse 1, it says, and a beast, and a beast. So this is, this is a demonic spirit that's going to be the main spirit pushing this now can that spirit influence other people around him yes and can that spirit have spirits under him to help get him in that position that are operating through other people yes but it's going to be one main person i believe all right let's keep reading all right where were we five or six verse five okay and there was given unto him a mouth speaking great things and blasphemies and power was given unto him to continue 40 and two months, which was three and a half So this person's going to be in the first three and a half years. This person's actually going to begin. He's actually going to bring some peace to the nations during that time because we saw that peace was coming to the nations. Uh, we saw some different things happening um, in the other chapters. All right. And he, so, op- and he opened his mouth in blasphemy against God to blaspheme his name and his tabernacle, and them that dwell in heaven. And it was given unto him to make war with the saints and to overcome them. So he's going to come against the church. Yep. What, what's left what's of le- it? What, what part of the church? Remember, what part of the church is here during the seven years? The 144,000 Jews that were sealed and those that were left behind that have now received Jesus. That's the new church that's here. So this, this beast is going to make war. He's going to come against those that are here at that time. So, he's still going to go against them. Huh? What was that? As far as the, word, the word says that the word never fails. So, so, so But you, here's the deal, Jackie. These are people that have not... So, yes, the 144,000 are sealed, but he'll still come against them. And, yes, the name of Jesus will still work. All right, but but, but now, and here and, and and notice this that even though the the church has been raptured and and taken up to heaven or called away and taken up to heaven, a lot of people are going to see that, and a lot of people are suddenly going to go, oh my gosh, I've missed it, and they're going to flock to the church. Right. But they're also going to turn away when the, when the beast and his uh, when the beast comes against them right. because he's going to put so much pressure and so much oppression on them that they're they're not going to be able to stand right right and remember think about it think about when you were a baby because right now we're looking at we're looking at being a christian in that time period with the knowledge and the wisdom that we have now about the things of god but i want you to go back and think about if you had just been jackie if you had just been born again would you know that the name of jesus is above every name no would you have any experience in how the name works no would you have any See, you're not going to know these things. And so, so what, what the church that's going to be here is going to be a very baby church. 
a very, very baby church. This is why you don't want to be here. This is why you want to get called out. This is why you want to be. And that's the point of this is why we're going over this is so that you yourself can say to your friends and your family, look, I don't have it right, but I'm working on it because I've read the book of Revelations, and I'm telling you, you don't want to be here. You want to be called out. You want to go in the rapture because the next seven years are going to be unbearable. All right, let's keep going. All right. Uh, He's going to make war with the saints and to overcome them. So he will overcome them, overcome the church. There will be individuals that will stand. But the church as a whole will not be able to stand against it. Well, it says, it really, let's, let's really break this down. It says, and was given to him to make war. In other words, he has power, authority, jurisdiction. He, ha- he has jurisdiction and uh, mountain movement. He has spiritual power to make war with the saints and to overcome them. So he's right. He's got power and authority. His authority and his power will be able, well, he'll have the ability but the question is, is will they give in? And some will. Some will. But look at what it says here. And power was given him over all kindreds and tongues and nations. And all that dwell upon the earth shall worship him, whose names are not writ- written in the Lamb's book of life, or, or, or in, in the book of, of life of the Lamb slain from the foundation of the world. So notice it says, and all that dwell upon the earth shall worship him, whose name is not written. This tells us that during the seven years, there are going to be people's names that will be written down in the Lamb's Book of Life. People who were maybe, uh, listen, we've got Christians, I'm, I hate to tell you this, uh, but you've got friends and family that proclaim to be a Christian, uh, but you can look at their lifestyle and you can look at the Word of God and uh, you'll, you'll, you can look at the two and you can go, I'm not the judge, but by what I read, you're probably not going in the rapture. You're probably not going in the rapture. Why? Because the scripture is very clear that the adulterer, the fornicator, the um, unclean, the lascivious, the, the brawler, the, the ones dealing with witchcraft, wrapped up in drugs and alcohol, the drunkards, the partiers, the revelers, the, the, the people with wrath, with extreme anger issues that are uncontrolled, that this is their, if this is, I mean, the list is long. And, it, and the list says, if this is your habitual habit. And you might as well get it out there and say the fornicators too. The fornicators, it's all in there. But listen, but listen, we don't understand what adultery, fornication, and uncleanness is. That's every manner of, of listen, these, I'm not trying to be ugly and I'm not trying to come against anybody. But if you are purposely living the life of a homosexual and you think you're going out of here in the rapture, according to the scriptures, not my judgment, this is according to the word of God, you're not going out of here in the rapture. God's going to give you those seven years to get it right, but it's going to be harder to get it right in those seven years than it is in the present age. It's going to be harder. And I want to say this. Now, he's judging the heart. I'm not judging the heart. Me and Robbie are saying all these things, but we're not judging anybody. No. Listen. We're saying this for your benefit so that you can judge yourself. Listen. The one that says, I'm a Christian, and they go home and get drunk every night. You're in the same boat. You're the, the, the one that says, I'm a Christian, and you go and get high every day. You're in the same boat. The one that goes and says, man, I can't wait to party hard. You're in the same boat. 
The one that's like, just give me, a, just I'll take their block off. You're in the same, if that's your habitual habit, you're in the same boat. And I'm, I mean, let's take it down to the liar. It even says the liars. Well, I only tell white lies. I don't see in the scriptures where it, di- where it differentiates between white lies and full lies. I see lies. If you are, if you are a perpetual liar, uh, your chance of going out of here in the rapture is slim according to the scriptures. And I'm not being mean. I'm not belittling anybody. This is why I live my life. You know what? Every once in a while, I think, man, a good stuff drink would be awful nice right now. I'm completely stressed out. But you know what? That alcoholic drink is not worth it. It's not worth it. Man, I'd really like to just, I mean, I'm redheaded to the core. I would like to just really give you a piece of my mind and just, I mean, knock your block into next Tuesday. But guess what? Being here for the rapture or being here for the tribulation, it ain't worth it. It's not worth it. There's times that I, somebody asked me something and I'm like, man, you don't want me to tell you the truth right now. But you know what? That lie is not worth being in the ra- be missing the rapture for. Absolutely not. It's not worth it. See, if you're if you're habitually doing any of these things, if any of these things are stepping on your toes, and I'm not just talking to people in here, I'm talking to people online. If if you're habitually doing these things, and you and this, this is stepping on your toes, you better examine your life because you're not going to go in the rapture. According to the word. According to the word, according not according to, to me. If you have a problem with what we're preaching, take it up with God, because we're just telling you what the Word says. Come on. But notice it says, notice, go ahead. I hear it. Go ahead. And just so you know, fornication is not necessarily sleeping with somebody else. It is breaking an oath between you and somebody else and God. So it doesn't necessarily even have to do with marriage. But it does have to do with marriage. Listen, if you're saying, well, we're married in our hearts, but you've not had the ceremony and you don't have the piece of paper to prove it, fornicator, adulterer, uncleanness, you fall into all three categories. Sorry, you do. Sorry, but you do. Not my words. Go look them up. What you got, Maury? Yes. Okay. Yes. No. So it says, it says all, let's read verse 8. It says, all that dwell upon the earth will worship him. So let's, so let's, so uh, everybody. And, but then it qualifies that by saying. Hold on, I'm not, I haven't gotten there. Okay. I haven't gotten there yet. <laughs> so let's just take that phrase right there. That phrase right there indicates that every person on the earth at this point is going to worship the beast. Every person that's on the earth. Then here comes the qualifier. But. Here's the qualifier. But for those whose names are. Well, all right. You can put the but in because the comma is really just a place filler for the word but. So you could read so, it that so, way. Well, no, it doesn't say but here. It says whose names are not. So all the. So it says that all those that worship. That all. Everybody on the word on the earth will worship him whose names are not written in the book of life. So anybody whose name is not written in the book of life is going to be worshiping him. Right. 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 So so when you see a comma in a sentence, you can actually put in those conjunction words like but and things like that. 
So if we take the comma out and we replace it with the word but and read it this way, or except, the except is another good way. We can say all that dwell upon the earth shall worship the beast and the dragon, him, he's talking about the beast, everybody's going to worship that beast except those whose names are written in the book of life of the lamb slain before the foundation of the world. Another Which there'll be some still on the earth at that point. In other words, the church gets raptured out of here and several people hit their knees and say, oh, Jesus, I missed it. I'm getting real. I guarantee you if I miss the boat, I'm going to be doing that. Right. And then... As the years go by, other people are going to come in, and that's when their book get that's when their name gets that's that's when their name gets uh, cleared in the Lamb's Book of Life. Yes. 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 That is con- that is a little confusing. It's kind so of a double negative. But so yeah. we do we do know this. We know that when God sends the angels to call out the church. The reason that you get raptured is because your name is not blotted out of the Lamb's Book of Life. Exactly. When you are conceived in the womb, your, your name, name is written, is in, written the in the Lamb's Book of Life. But when you reject God, rather you reject Him just blatantly, or you reject Him because of sin in your life, and you become separated, then your name gets blotted out. Okay? So all those that got left behind were those whose names had been blotted out but then they received jesus and they repent they, they some of them repented and got right some of them received jesus for the first time and this is going on all through the tribulation their names are being rewritten and if their names are rewritten so this tells us that during those seven years there is going to be a group of people a class of people we don't know how big the group is but we do know that there are people that are in that seven years of tribulation. And here's what the whole purpose of the seven years of tribulation. The whole purpose for the seven years is to get those that were left behind another chance. Yes. That's the whole purpose. And to give the Jews a chance all Right, together. because most of the Jews are getting left behind. Because most of them have denied Jesus. Yes, ma'am. Yes. Yes. Correct. That's the way it's been preached for years and years and years. That they, when people give an altar call, they say, Come, make Jesus the Lord of your life and get your name written in the Lamb's Book of Life. However, if you read the Scriptures, yeah, I'm the Scriptures you know never say... Hold on. The Scripture never says... Get your name written in the Lamb's Book of Life. It only says... It says it, you'll get removed. It only says that your name will be blotted out. So the, indication, so the indication there is... And here's the other reason. If your name was not written down... If your name was not written down at the time of conception, and that baby died in the womb, that baby would be destined for hell. Can't happen. We know that every child, every person that dies before the age of accountability, we know that every single one of them goes to heaven. The only way they can make heaven is for their name to be written in the Lamb's Book of Life. So if you couldn't get your name written without receiving, without receiving Jesus, then, there would be, then all the babies would go to hell and God would be an unjust God. 
So, so that's how we know. Move your fingers. Stop itching in the name of Jesus. Settle down. Heat, swelling, lever right now in Jesus' name. Now, body line up. Body line up. Now, no matter what, don't scratch it. Just say, Father, I thank you that it doesn't itch anymore. Just, just don't do it. Just, just listen. When your body bucks at you, you got to handle it with the spirit. So, so yes. So, uh, and I can take you through the scriptures later because of time. But we know that that the that those that have not reached the age of accountability, that they automatically go to heaven. We know the only way you go to heaven is for your name to be written in the Lamb's Book of Life. So the only way that your name could have gotten written in there is God had to write it in there at the time of conception. Um, the Bible says when we talked about, remember when we went through, we went through the seven churches. Remember one of the promises is if you stayed, is that when you got to heaven you'd get a new name. What is the new name that you're getting? You're getting your name that was written in the book at your conception. You're not getting that you're, you see the name that you have right now is the name that your parents gave you. The name that you have right now is the name that the world gave you. But God has given every person a name. So when I get to heaven, I want to know, okay, God, what's my name? What's my name? What's my name? Interesting fact. The, the book of life is only mentioned in the Bible, in the King James Bible, eight times. And only one of those is not in the book of Revelations. And yes. I wouldn't have thought that. Yeah. So, so that has been a so Miss Stacy, that has been a misteaching for years and years and years. When the ministers say, "Come and get your name written in the Lamb's Book of Life," really, what you should say is, "Come get your name rewritten or unblotted out of the Lamb's in, Book in fact, of Life." The, the one time that is quoted of Jesus is talking about the, the Lamb's Book of Life is uh, Revelation three five. He says, he that overcometh the same shall be clothed in white raiment, and I will not blot out his name yes. out of the book of life. Yes. But I will confess his name before my father and before his angels. And the reason you want him confessing your name before the angels is so that the angels come and get you. <laughs> That's why you want them <laughs> confessing your name. All right. Good question, by the way. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Yes, and that's the same thing, the book of the living. That's, that would also be the book of life. Yep. All right. Verse 9. We, we can... We can uh, Verse 9? Okay. We'll, we'll see how far we can get in the next few minutes. Okay. If any man have an ear, let him hear. In other words, listen up. Yep. He that leadeth into captivity shall go into captivity. He that killeth with the sword must be killed with the sword. Here is the patience and the faith of the saints. Now, we know that where it says he that killeth with the sword must be killed with the sword. We know that the sword is talking about, it talks about our words. How does Satan get you to take yourself out in this world? Through, your word, through his words. He whispers in your ear constantly, you're no good, nobody loves you, go ahead. I can ask both my girls on the front row, how much, how much do you know? He talks to you and whispers to you and tells you, you're no good, you don't matter. Go ahead, just jump off the cliff, just drive in the other lane, just do this, just do that. Oh, Nobody you can talk cares. to just about anybody in here, I'll bet. Right. But I know that one's had that problem. That one's had that problem. They've had that problem. That one back there's had that problem. I've had that problem. How does he do How does he do it? Through the words of his mouth. Amen. He just talks to you. See, what you have to understand, listen to me, listen to me, listen to me, listen to me. The devil cannot do anything to you unless you allow it. 
Okay. However, he if you're cannot, uneducated, he's got a lot easier road. He cannot do anything to you unless you allow it. He cannot. He's been put on a chain. The only way Satan can take you out of this world and take you to hell is if you get in agreement with him. And that's why we teach the power and authority of Jesus' name. That's right. So, notice it says, He that leadeth into captivity shall do what? It is any, this holds for every person, but this is actually a ministerial verse. Any minister, any minister that leads somebody into captivity. Of course, we're all, any Christian, we're all called to be ministers. We're all called to be ministers of the gospel. Any Christian that leads another person into captivity, that means into the bonds of Satan. What's it say? shall also go into captivity. There is a high, listen, this is why we as Christians, we cannot say, oh yeah, it's good to drink. Because how much do you know, there's a captivity of addiction. Yes. If you're doing that, you're leading people into captivity. By your example or by your words. By your example, by your words. It's okay. Oh, sure, go ahead. Go get tattoos. It's fine. There's a spirit of addiction associated with tattoos. Now, am I coming down and condemning anybody for having tattoos? No, I have two of them. But God dealt with me, and I now understand the spirit behind it. And so now, when young people, when people come to me and say, Pastor, is it okay for Christians to get tattoos? My answer is no, it is not. And, There's and a spirit of addiction behind it. It's bondage, and it's pouring out. Yeah, I'm just going to be real blank. I'm just going to pour, I'm just going to say, it's pouring out there. your fleshly, it's pouring out the blood, the, the blood which God gave you, which your life is in, is pouring, you're pouring your blood out to satisfy your flesh. That's a sin sacrifice. That's what it is. It's a sacrifice to satisfy the a flesh. Blood and Satan is a blood sacrifice to Satan. I'm sorry, I'm going to get some yanks on, I'm going to get some people upset with me at that, but I'm telling you what the Lord showed me it was. And neither Robbie nor I was living for God when she got her tattoo. That's right. I, I had, and, and I say that because I, I, I would have gotten one, but I never could make up my mind long enough. So am I condemning anybody for having tattoos? I'm not condemning anybody for them. But I'm telling you, there's a spirit of addiction behind them, and it's bondage. It eats your money. It eats your, it eats, it, 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 it eats your time. It eats how you view yourself. It's a constant... It's, it's, a constant, it's a constant reminder of the life that you used to live without Christ. And it's a constant reminder of bondage. I mean, it's just, there's all kinds of it. So, so if you're leading people into this, listen, God is very black and white. He said if you're leading people into this, if you're leading people into rebellion, guess what? You're going into captivity with them. You're going into captivity with them. And all Christians are called to be ministers of the gospel. Do not lead others into captivity because you're going with them. And it says, he that killeth with the sword, with the word of their mouth, will do what? Must, Must be, be killed, killed with, with the sword. sword. He's not talking a physical sword. He's talking about the sword of your mouth. Watch what you say. Don't be walking in. Listen, our church people had a wonderful opportunity to walk this week in the flesh. But we had an obligation to walk in love. Had we walked in flesh, not only would they have been in captivity, but we would have been in captivity with them. And how did we stay out of captivity? We watched the sword of our mouth. 
Come on. This this is actually a good um, verse to to uh, yes to unhook from because we're we're we're, we're late on time. And it goes into another subject after yeah. this, anyways. It says, "Here is the patience and the faith of the saints." Listen. You can look at people and see that they're in bondage. You can look at people and see it. You can look at you can look and see it all over their face. You can look and see it by their lifestyle. You don't have to get up in their face and tell them that Satan's got a hold of them. They already know it. When I was out in the world living in the world for 12 years, I didn't need anybody to tell me that I was out, out of line with God. I knew it. I didn't need anybody to tell me that I was, I mean, I had a, when I went into the world, I had a knowing that I was saved. By the time God got a hold of my heart and brought me back into the church, my knowing that I was saved was waning quickly. Because once saved, always saved is not true. You can reject God through your lifestyle, and I was working hard at it. I was working hard at it. So I didn't need people in my face telling me I was a sinner headed for hell. I needed somebody to show me a better way. Amen. And thank God, God provided that. So this is what it means. Here is the patience and the faith of the saints. We just have to have faith in God that as we walk in love, as we do what God has told us to do, as we walk as a strong witness, as we keep our witness, as we don't listen. We've got friends. We've got friends that that reject Christ. And rejects the church and rejects Christians because they say one thing out of their mouth and they live for the devil out of their life. And we've got friends, one of them in particular blesses my heart and just blesses my heart because he looked at Michael and he said, you know what? He said, I don't want anything to do with Christians because they're a bunch of hypocrites. But if I ever knew a Christian that actually walked the walk, it's you and Miss Robbie. And we're not trying to lift ourselves up. I'm not lifting let, myself up because I missed say, the mark. Let me say this. We're we're in pretty good standing here in this church, but we've all got our struggles. We've all got things that are coming against us. The devil is always going to be coming after us. It's up to us to use the power and authority given to us by Jesus' name to to bind those spirits, to take cap, captivity of those thoughts. If we don't do it, nobody will. And we can do it not just for ourselves, but those around us, our family, our friends, our coworkers, our schoolmates, our politicians. In fact, we should definitely be doing it for our politicians. Now, I'm not saying go up to them and say, I, I bind the spirit of Satan out, out of you because they're going to think you're crazy. Because they're going to send you to the funny farm. You don't have to do it. You don't, you don't have to do that out. You don't have to do that loudly. You just have to do it under your breath where they can't hear you. When, you, when, you, when somebody's coming against you and you know that it's an attack of Satan, you just go, under your breath, you just go, Satan, I bind you in the name of yeah, Jesus. Yeah, just turn around, walk away, and bind them. Just look at them under your breath. I mean, in the Bible, they said, Satan, uh, they said, Satan, get under my feet. Yeah. Right? There, there are occasions, and I'm not going to lie, there are occasions where every once in a while you're just in the thick of it, and you've just got to be bold as a lion, and you just got to look the patient square in the eyes and say, get thee behind me, Satan. That was the other thing they said. I've had to do it a couple of times. Uh, shaking and trembling in my boots when I did it. But I was in a situation where a demon was operating through somebody and they needed to be stopped. There's times to be bold and there's times to be quiet. But most of the time, most of the time, you can just, you can just take authority over Satan, 
just mildly under your breath, you foul harassing spirit operating through so-and-so, I bind you in the name of Jesus. Honestly, you can do it even before you go into an environment. Let me, let me tell you how to do it before you even go into an environment. I do this almost on the daily. Father, I thank, Father, your word says that if I have the revelation that Jesus is the Messiah, then I have the, then you, then Jesus said that you'd give me the keys of the kingdom, and therefore whatever I bind on earth is bound on the, whatever I bind on earth is bound in heaven, whatever is loosed in heaven is loosed on the earth. And so, Father, I bind every foul demonic spirit that gets anywhere near me, and that no demonic spirit can be active in my presence no matter where I go, in Jesus' mighty name, and I thank you for that. And then I go about my day. And then people like to hang out with me. And sometimes I just want to be by myself. But here's why they want to hang out with me. Because when they're near me, those spirits that torment them day in and day out they don't bother up. them when they're in my presence. Why? Because I'm binding those spirits. It's as simple. And this is this is the power and authority given to every believer. Every believer. And I'm telling you right Come now, on, you, you might as well get used to using it. And practice it because if we're coming into a time when it's going to be necessary. Yep. Yep. Come on, ushers. Glory to God. Praise God. Praise God. Praise God. See, we can be looking at the book of Revelations and still hear what we need to hear for today. You know, uh, thank you, Jesus. You want to bless the tithes and offerings? Yep. All right, let's do it. Lord. I got my checks this time. I got them. <laughs> I got them. All right. I can give online, but this works too. Come on. I do. You ready now? I'm ready. <laughs> Lord, we love you, and we thank you for, for bringing your word to us and giving us the words that need, needed to be spoken, the words that will draw these people and ourselves closer to you, Lord, and help us to walk as disciples in this life so that we can be a better servant to you, Lord. Lord, we just know that you, you died on the cross for us so that we might have the authority and the ability to, to, to bind demons and to heal people and to, and, and to, yes, and to walk and stand against sin. Lord, we just thank you for that ability, and we thank you that because of, because you have already done all these things for us, that that Satan cannot stand against us. Thank you, Lord. In Jesus' thank name. You, and, and Lord, we just... Thank you, Father. Oh, Father, we, I thank you. We love you, and we and we and so therefore, we, and we want to see your work done here on earth as as it is in heaven. Therefore, we give unto your kingdom, and we ask that you you bless this offering that it go further than we could ever ask, hope, or think towards the furthering of your work here on earth. And Lord, we just ask that you bless us that we can become a bigger blessing. And and Lord, we just thank you for this word. We give you the glory and the honor and the praise. Yes, glory and honor and praise. Lord, Satan, we bind you in the name of Jesus. You cannot come to steal, kill, and destroy. This word is planted on good ground and it will grow in our lives and the lives of those we come in contact with because we will share it in jesus name amen thank you father thank you father thank you lord thank you thank you thank you father i'm just listening to the holy ghost for just a minute thank you father thank you lord yes lord i hear that brother james come here just a minute i don't know why or what but uh, I just hear the Lord. I just keep hearing your name over and over and over again. Let's just pray over you just real quick. Let's just pray over you real quick. I know we've been talking about devils and demons. This don't mean you have any. You don't have any. <laughs> but I just, I feel like the Lord just wants us to pray over you. Just raise your hands. Father, we'll come to you in the mighty name of Jesus. Father, I just heard in the spirit over and over again. I just heard his name. So, Father, whatever it is. Ah, 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 ah. Oh, Father, I thank you. 
impartations, impartations. Oh, Sunday, Maso, Maso, Rande, Masiki, Hosso, Nanande, Masititi. Oh, ha, 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 ha. A new season, a new season, a new season, a new season. I'm about to walk you into a new season, son. Oh, a new flow, a new flow, a new purpose, a new plan, a new season. Oh, nanande, mashasasiki ishade. Hasa, hasa, hasa. Not your plan, son. Not your plan. Not your plan. Just take a deep breath and receive. Oh, ha, 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 ha. Father, I thank you for that impartation. Father, oh, I thank you for that impartation. A new season, a new walk, a new flow, a new way, a new flow, a new way. Oh, Father, I thank you that that boldness will begin to rise up on the inside. The love of Jesus. Oh, fill him, Lord, with the love. Oh, fill him with love and compassion, Lord. Oh, the love, the compassion of God that brings miracles, Father. Oh, I heard it. I heard it. The love of God that brings miracles, Father. Oh, Yes, yes, yes. I'm bringing Callie up to a new level. And yes, I'm walking her in a new way. But ministry gifts and ministry callings follow family lines. And so it's your time to step in. It's your time to step in. And yes, I know you like to be behind the scenes, but I've placed much inside of you that needs to be heard and needs to be revealed. And so I'm going to use you, and I'm going to move through you, and I'm going to speak through you. And you're going to step into that that your heart's been crying out for. For I'm taking you into a new season and a new flow, says the Lord. Oh, thank you, Father. New season, new flow. New season, new flow. New season, new flow. Wow, I didn't know that was in there. I just heard his name. Glory to God. Glory, 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 glory. Thank you, Father. Father, as we sow our tithes, as we sow our offerings, Father, I thank you that increase comes. Yes, Lord, I hear it. Yes, Lord, I hear it. Yes, Lord, I hear it. Thank you, Father. 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 Just raise your hands and just receive. I didn't even notice Derek was standing up there. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Yes, Lord. Promotion. 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 Not the way you think. Not the way you think. Not the way you think. But I'm going to promote you, says the Lord. I'm going to give you the mental ability and the capacity to go to a level you never thought was possible. I'm putting promotion in your path. My angels are making the way. My angels are working on it. Not by your power, not by your might, but mine, says the Lord. Promotion is at hand, and promotion is coming. But be not discouraged when it doesn't come the way you think it's going to come. For I have a plan, and I have a purpose, and I have a design for you. And so just yield yourself. Spend time with me. Orinande. Ha, ha, Less time doing worldly things. Less time doing the things your friends want. Less time. Not denying friendships. But the more time you spend with me, the quicker promotion will come, so says the Lord. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Father. 
Thank you, Father. I'm trying to take up the tithes and offerings. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father God. Father, I thank you promotion comes. Father, I thank you that promotion comes. Father, I thank you. Father, I thank you that promotion comes. Father, I thank you that promotion comes. Father, I thank you that promotion. Father, I thank you that you're working. Father, I thank you that you're working. Father, I thank you that you're moving. Father, I thank you that you're clarifying the things of the mind. Father, I thank you that you're clarifying the things of the mind. Father, I thank you for it. 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 Oh, I thank you for it. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Lord. Glory, glory, glory. Father, I thank you and I praise you in Jesus' mighty name. We're going to try this one more time. Father, I thank you that as we sow our tithes and we sow our offerings, Father God, that you bring increase in every area of life. Father, we've bound Satan. We've commanded the amounts that we need. We thank God and we've commanded the angels with the faith command. And so, Father, now we thank you that the word is true and the word is working. And, Father, we thank you for supernatural increase on levels that we never thought was possible. In Jesus' mighty name, amen and amen. You can serve the people. Richard, I heard the Lord say clearer and clearer and clearer. It's going to come clearer and clearer, Mr. Richard. That voice, that language, that's going to come. It's just going to be clearer and clearer and clearer. I just heard him saying it. Clearer and clearer and clearer. Thank you, Father. I don't know where my ring is. Thank you, Lord. Glory to God. Well, we're over, but.